The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Now, in this season of Advent, we've been talking about garments and clothing. On Sunday, we talked about the garment of praise, or the garment of salvation, the robe of righteousness. God himself clothes us in, in our baptism, we are clothed in Christ. But tonight, in particular, what we want to focus on is being clothed in conviction. And here's what I mean about being clothed in conviction. It's, it's the idea of kind of wearing your emotions, uh, letting your body language speak for what you believe in your heart. I mean, let me give you an example. When I was over in Germany this last month with uh, Luke and we were watching a Borussia Dortmund soccer game, a Fußballspiel, uh, we were watching as we gathered into the stadium and everybody's decked out in their clothes, their uniforms, their, their scarves, and everybody is wearing their emotions on their sleeves. They had the body language of conviction. You know, I believe, I believe that we will win. We get into the stadium, the whole fans, the team, Dortmund is ready to win. But so is the other team. The other team's dressed with conviction, and so are their fans. They're ready to win. And as we start to watch the game, well, the other team scored first. And so all of a sudden, your emotions start to change from a conviction of, of boasting to being bashful and sad and sorrowful. Maybe we're not going to win. And then the other team scored again, but at least that goal was taken back. They were offsides. But then they scored another time, and this one it counted and I looked over at Luke and I thought to myself and I said to Luke, maybe we came to the wrong game. Maybe we're not going to win. But in the end, Dortmund did win. And so we were dressed with that conviction that the team wins and we were boasting in that victory. So we understand that it is fans. Fans have that conviction, that opinion, that belief in their own team is the one that will win. Now, when we talk about being clothed in conviction, we look at Jonah this night in particular. And he was a man clothed in conviction. God told him, Jonah, arise and go to Nineveh. And he said, no way, I'm going to Tarshish, the other direction. I'll get on a ship and go out to the ocean. He was clothed in conviction, reluctance that was, and it was very clear his body language made it so. But then, of course, we know how the story will go. Jonah is thrown into the water, and then he's clothed with the sea, and then he's wrapped up with the seaweed, and then he's ultimately covered in the great fish. And now Jonah is clothed in conviction. He's been convicted of his sin. He knows his own humanity and now in humility, he cries out to God from the belly of the great fish. And so now Jonah is once again restarting, clothed in conviction and ready to preach like God had sent him to do. And so he goes to Nineveh. Nineveh is an evil, wicked city. The cry uh, God hears of the evilness, the wickedness is taking place at the city. And that's why he spent, sent the prophet. So Jonah, clothed in conviction, cries out and says, 40 days and Nineveh 
will be overthrown. And so the message is to repent and to believe. I mean, this is what we are called to do in the season of Advent. We are gathered to repent and to believe. Advent is very similar to Lent in a time of preparation, that we recognize our own frailty, our own weakness, our own humanity, our own humility, that we are brought down to the ground, that we are confronted with God's demands and God's law, and we know that we cannot meet God's perfect standard. So as we gather face to face with God, we are brought down to our knees. Now, when we talk about being convicted of our own sin, we're clothed in this conviction that we know that God is the one who also forgives us for our sin. So being clothed in conviction, I'm not talking about just the outward appearance, not just dressing for show, but in the heart, the emotion of knowing that you stand condemned before God because of your own sinfulness. But yet the conviction is you know that Christ died for you in your sin. And so this is Jonah who is clothed in conviction, goes to Nineveh to preach to them, to proclaim to them, repent, and of course, believe. And this is precisely what the king of Nineveh does. And the people of Nineveh, where Jonah was told to arise and go to Nineveh, and he finally does it, well, immediately the king arises from his throne and takes off his royal robe and clothes himself in sackcloth and then dwells and sits in ashes, proclaiming a royal decree that all the land should now be in a state of repentance, to be clothed in conviction, to be clothed in sackcloth, to fast, to understand the pangs of hunger that we are human, and we need one who provides for us the food and the sustenance for our body, just like we need one who provides for us the sustenance for our souls. And so not only just the people are to cry out to God in repentance and in sackcloth, but even the animals too, all the animals of the kingdom. And the king declares, who knows? Maybe God, the living God, the God of Jonah, the true God, Yahweh, would relent and change the verdict from condemnation to salvation, from destruction to restoration. And then God sees what they have done. God sees that they are wearing their emotions, that they are clothed in conviction. And God does change the verdict from condemnation to salvation, from destruction to restoration. So it's in this season of Advent where we ask ourselves the question, are, are we clothed in conviction like the people of Nineveh? I mean, it is a season of repentance and preparation when we look toward the birth of the Christ. Have we really been at that state where we'd be ready to rise up, take upon sackcloth, sit in ashes, not for show, not just trying to tell people that, look, we're sorry, but actually rending the heart, not just the garments. When was the last time that you actually cried out to God because of your sin and your remorse over it? Or you fasted to, for the fact that you have brought God's wrath upon yourself? It's in these times where we look to 
Jesus. I mean, because we act sometimes like Jonah, clothed in conviction and reluctance, that we don't do what God says, we run away from God, but we know that there is one who is greater than Jonah. We look to Jesus. The one who was not in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights, but the one who was in the belly of the earth for three days and three nights. We look to Jesus who was clothed in conviction for us. Jesus came to die for us, but Jesus also came to live for us. I mean, our conviction of the fact that we are sinners and we've been humiliated and humanized before God may not be perfect in our form of repentance, but we look to Jesus who alone perfectly did all that we could not do so that he himself in true repentance for us, turning from sin, turning to God, he stands there for us as the one who takes upon flesh and blood, the one who went from the throne to the stable, the one who is the man of sorrows, but yet the baby in the manger, the one who his humility, his humanizing, his humbling is counted as if it were our own, perfectly for us, because he came to be the substitute for us. And so it's in Jesus that we are in this conviction, clothed in conviction, that Jesus is our Savior. That he saves us from our sin, even though our sin convicts us. We know we have a Savior who's greater than our sin. And so we don't just sit back and ask the question, who knows, maybe God would relent and he would change the verdict from damnation to salvation from destruction to restoration. For in Jesus, we are clothed in conviction. We know that for the sake of Jesus, we stand before the Father forgiven completely as his child. Amen. Peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard and keep your hearts in Christ Jesus. Amen.